0: Your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with editor in chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I'm going to share two stories with you from Chicken Soup for the Soul Time for Christmas. There's something about the holiday season that sends parents into overdrive with all the planning and moving parts and strategizing about gifts and hoping that children who are grown and gone will still come home for the holidays. And that often involves a little motherly scheming, which is what our two stories are about today. In our first story, Rose Hofer tells us about Christmas morning when she was growing up. She was one of seven kids, so it was pretty chaotic. Whoever woke up first would wake up a sibling, and that would continue until all seven of them were knocking on their parents' door Begging to be allowed into the living room to open the wrapped gifts that had been tantalizing them for weeks. Once the okay was given, all seven kids rushed into the living room. But then things would grind to a halt while they waited for their mother to tell them their names. What? Tell them their names? Well, of course they knew their names. But they had proven to be so devious about not leaving the presents alone during the build up to Christmas that their mother had switched to a new system of code names. Every Christmas, she would make up code names for the kids. The themes included Harry Potter characters, candy bars, sodas, TV show characters, planets, and many more. And the kids would have to wait to learn their code names for that year before finding their gifts. Rose writes in her story, however, kids will be kids, My siblings and I developed our own tradition. We would take stock of all of the names. Then from there, we would attempt to use our powers of deduction to figure out which code names matched up to each child. If there were two presents that felt alike, we would assume they were for my twin brothers. If there were a few that were identical, we would conclude that they were either for the boys or the girls. Really, we developed a lot of tricks. We would all end up sitting on the living room floor and sprawled under the Christmas tree, announcing our theories and sharing ideas. Rose's mother would sit and watch them trying to figure out who had which code name, and she would laugh. Rose says that the month before Christmas was when all the siblings learned how to work as a team, and she thinks it helped them develop their logic and deduction skills. Rose says, my siblings are all pretty much grown now. My older sisters live in another state, and my older brothers no longer live at home. But even after 20-plus years, if you show up at the right time, you can see a couple of grown children snooping under the tree. Even this year, on Christmas morning, you can find lists of names tucked into pajama pockets and my mom smirking behind her coffee cup. If you're a mother of grown children, you may have experienced the heartbreak of not having those children come home for the holidays. They often have to alternate years with their in-laws or between divorced parents, or they have moved far away and can't afford the money or time off from work to fly home. David Hull tells us his mother was in that situation. It was after David had graduated from college and moved to the other side of the state, and after his sister graduated from college and moved across the country, both kids had missed Christmas, and their mother was not happy. They not only missed Christmas, but also Easter. So David wasn't surprised when his mother called him the weekend before Thanksgiving to complain. And then she informed him that she and David's father had decided on a separation. David was shocked. He hadn't been home in a while. But still, he had no idea there was something wrong with their marriage. David's sister was shocked, too. She sent him a series of frantic text messages. David rushed to his laptop and booked a last-minute flight home the day before Thanksgiving. His sister did the same, and they met at the airport so they could share a rental car to their parents' house. Forty minutes later, they reached their parents' colonial home. The windows were brightly lit and pumpkins lined the front steps, and their parents seemed fine, happy together. But David's dad was surprised to see them until David told him about his mother's phone call, about the separation. That's when David's dad said, your mother told me to mind my own business or she wouldn't make pumpkin pie and I want pumpkin pie. And then he disappeared into the den. That's when David's mom made her confession. She was separating Her Thanksgiving themed salt and pepper shakers and giving one to each child. David got the Mr. Pilgrim salt shaker and his sister got the Mrs. Pilgrim pepper shaker. His mom tried to defend her lie about the separation. All I know is that I no longer have Pilgrim salt and pepper shakers, but my children, who haven't been home in ages, are here for Thanksgiving. David says, When I got home that Sunday, I placed Mr. Pilgrim on my nightstand, a token of my lesson learned. My sister keeps Mrs. Pilgrim on her desk at work. And David reports that he and his sister got much better about regularly visiting their parents, especially for the holidays. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Time for Christmas. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button To read more about this book and everything that it covers and you will find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon, you can also sign up for our newsletter and receive a free Chicken Soup for the Soul story every day in your email with stories from this book and our other new bestsellers. Just go to our website and click on newsletters and you can pick the ones you want. And please come back for our next episode with some more holiday stories in an episode titled, Can You Really Be Too Tacky at Christmas Time?